So it's the same with God. We need to learn how to trust God because then that will make obedience a lot easier. You, you can't force someone who doesn't know the Lord to obey him. See, Noah walked with God, lived with God. He was a righteous man. He had a relationship with God. So obedience was a lot easier for him than someone who doesn't know the Lord. That's why the Bible says that he leads us to repentance through his kindness. He shows you his kindness, and that leads you to repentance. He shows you how good he is so that you start getting history and a track record of the goodness of God and develop this trust. He's like the first one that, get, that took the step. right? God is the first one to take the step for you to trust him. He gave his son. He gave it all. right? And when you come to him, he shows you his goodness and his kindness right off the bat because he's building trust. Because when you trust someone, it's a lot easier to obey them. Is that true? And God asked something crazy of Noah. Hey, build this ark. It's going to take a long time, okay? But build this ark. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm trusting you. Do you trust me? And it says Noah did everything, right? And now we have this picture of salvation right here. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. That's why I say the ark is a picture of Jesus. Because there was no condemnation, there was no judgment, there was no punishment for those that were in the ark. Are you with me? Okay. Trust is a must, a must for obedience. If you, I mean, think about it. If you make someone obey you that doesn't trust you, there's quite a bit of resistance, right? That's called abuse. Okay, so again, obedience puts you in a place, and obeying God is the only true safe place we can be in. But to obey God, we have to hear God's voice, right? We have, we have to know what he's saying. And how do we know what he's saying? We stay in the word. We read the Bible for ourselves. Not second or third hand, but first hand. You read the word. You pray. You have a relationship with God, right? That's how you know what he's saying. And that's how you also know what he's not saying. That's how you know when somebody tells you the Lord is saying that you're going to marry that person. And you go, but I don't want to, right? <laughs> and you look in the Bible and you're like, yeah, no, God's not like that. That's how you know. That's why we need to be in the Word all the time, ourselves, every day. You know that is, it's a command. Would some of you be more willing to read the Bible if it was a direct order than if it was a suggestion? Would some of you be more likely to read the Bible if there was a punishment if you didn't read the Bible? <laughs> but there isn't, because God is a God of relationship. He wants you to want to know what he's saying. He wants you to want to put him first because he gave everything for you. See, all religions are about what one person can do to get closer to God. Christianity is about what he did to get close to us already. 
Okay. For example, obedience for a slave isn't an option, right? It threatens their life with punishment. Obedience for a son has blessing on the other side, but missing out with disobedience. So as we learn how to trust God and we start doing what he calls us to do, what he tells us to do, we're stepping into, you know, the greater glory, more than enough, more abundance, the plans he has for us. Because how many of you know that the plans of God for us are not just to be saved and go to heaven? He actually has a plan for you. He has a, actually has a design plan for you. Now, who would you trust more Whose voice would you trust more? Okay, let's just put it this way. What do you trust more, Apple Maps or Google Maps? Of course, Google Maps. Of course, Google Maps. Why? Because Apple leads you astray sometimes, you know, and you're like, why, why am I at a, you know, in front of a cliff? <laughs> right? What do you trust more? Well, who would you trust more? Someone who you know, has tasted the food or someone who cooked the food, right? I mean, if, if you taste the food, you're like, hey, this is really good. But if you cooked it, then you, you really know how you cooked it, what you put in it, how long, you know, you let that chicken cook for. You know, you really know where it came from. You really know if it was really free-range chicken or if you just, you know... <laughs> Wrote on it, free-range chicken. Like, I don't know if you get what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, who is better to trust than God, who created absolutely everything, has no beginning and no end. He can see the end from the beginning. He's outside of time. He created you from the most microscopical part of you to the biggest thing in the universe. He created it all. He knows it all. He has a good plan, a good intention, a good future for you, right? Who better is there to trust than him with your life, with what you do, and with who you obey, right? There's degrees of trust. You know, would you do a trust fall with a person you just met, or would you rather do a trust fall with Someone who really cares about you. Right? So what I'm saying is there's no better place to be in than in obedience to God. That is the safest place to be in. Because if God tells you build an ark, you better build an ark because you know it's the best thing for you. However crazy it might look to the hundreds of thousands of people around you that come by every day go, there's crazy Noah again <laughs> building his boat in the middle of the desert. Right? But what was the safest place to be in was in obedience to God, even when it seemed crazy. Okay, let's move on. Blessing, protection, and destiny are on the other side of obedience. You know how sadly is so many people that miss on their destiny because they didn't dare to obey God? Obedience is a good word. Obedience is a word that brings us safety. Right? To the right person. In this case, God. You know, I don't know why we have to fight God. You know, I wrestled with God so much. I wrestled with Him about this. I wrestled with Him about that. 
you know, the Bible tells us not be wise in our own opinion. Don't wrestle with God. Do you trust him or do you not? Right? Does he have the right husband for you? Does he have the right wife for you? <laughs> right? Does he know them better than you? You know, there's nothing scary to wake up to a person and realize you have no idea who they are. That's never happened to me, thank God, but I obeyed him. <laughs> but I have thought about that many times. I've thought about that many times. I'm like, oh, imagine that I woke up to a person and she's like, mm. <laughs> like, now you're mine. You're like, and it was completely different than what I thought. But do you know that that happens? That happens. People put their best foot forward and they're like, eh, look, I'm, you know. No one better to trust than God. I'm thankful my wife obeyed God when God told him not to marry that other dude. Because <laughs> God knew him better than she knew him. Oh, we're having fun, aren't we? God is a God of simple instructions. He's precise. Look, he gave Noah the right instructions, the instructions that he needed to know. He gave Noah the instructions that he needed, which was, hey, this is the size you're going to make it. You know, pretty amazing how, you know, the whole God business is in carpentry, right? Like God, like they're all dealing with wood. But anyways, like he, he gave him the exact measures. He told him how everything was going to be. And, it, and it's, it's just amazing to see, and no, that's just what Noah followed. But Noah didn't ask the questions of the things that God didn't tell him. He didn't concern himself with the unknowns. What do I mean? Like, he said, listen, God brought the animals. They didn't have to go find them. They didn't have to go like, all right, now, do you have the list? Did you get lines? Yeah, we got lines. <laughs> Did you get, um, what are those things called? You know, uh, muskrat. Yeah, I got muskrat. Did you get, but did you get their cousins, those, you know, other rodent things? Like, like they didn't have to worry about any of that stuff, right? And how many times we, we get all concerned about the things that God hasn't told us to be concerned about? Like, he didn't tell you to worry about that part. He just told you to do this. He's a God of simple instructions. He doesn't want to put extra stress on you. He doesn't need to, but he's like, hey, listen, this is it. It's what you do, you know? Next week, so we're going to study more of these. These guys are amazing. But one that comes to mind real quick is, you know, when Jesus told them, hey, throw the net. And they had been fishing all night. And they're like, Jesus, we're professional fishermen. Okay. <laughs> We've been toiling all night long. Okay. They're gone. They're in quarantine right now. The fish are not coming. <laughs> but check this out. He goes, okay, Jesus, but at your word. In other words, just because you say it. Okay, I will do it. Well, that was obedience, right? He goes, okay, here you go. Boom. And what happened? They had a net-breaking, boat-sinking experience. I want a net-breaking, boat-sinking experience. It's simple obedience, right? But not a forced obedience, but a trust obedience. Okay, you said it. I trust you. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't know how. This is outside my coloring lines, God. Completely outside my lines. But you said it, I'll do it. Because it's the safest place to be in. It's obedience to God. You feeling unsafe? What is God saying? That's it. Just simply, what is he saying? 
Matthew 7, 21. I'm going to read this one um, out of the Passion Translation. Are you getting something today? Matthew 7, 21. And I'm going to read all the way to verse 27. Okay? It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the realm of heaven's kingdom. I'll tell you what. That right there freaked me out the first time I ever read that. I mean... Just think about that for a second. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, the realm kingdom of heaven. Said, it is only those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father. Wait a minute. God, I thought it was by, by grace only, right? Yeah, but see, God is the only one that knows the hearts. We don't know the hearts. You could see somebody doing a lot of works, and they're under the law and trying to earn it you know, more than anybody else. And you could see someone like Enoch that did nothing, nothing. Enoch didn't do a thing. He walked with God, and then God's like, your house closer than mine, I mean, my house closer than yours, let's go. You know, like, that was it. So it's not on works, right? So you can't measure it by works, but what it's telling us here, it said, those who persist in doing the will of my heavenly Father, on the day of judgment, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, don't you remember us? Didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and do miracles for the sake of your name? But I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I've never been joined to you. Never been joined to you. In other words, they were never one with Jesus. They were never in Jesus, and Jesus was never in them, right? That's what we call religion. Okay? It says, everyone who hears my teaching and applies it. Say with me, hears and applies. Okay? Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. How many think the foundations have been pretty shaken and a lot of them have been cracked and destroyed in this past few months? <laughs> right? We thought we had a foundation. We thought we had it made. We thought it was all good. And all of a sudden, you, you find people that you wouldn't think of, full of fear, anxiety, and panic, not knowing if they're going to see the daylight tomorrow. Why? Because their foundation was not right. Their foundation was shaken, and it was found faulty. It says, but everyone who hears my teaching and applies it, can be compared to this wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. I want an unshakable foundation. How do I have an unshakable foundation? Who wants an unshakable foundation? Right? It's easy. It says, hear his teaching and apply it. Say, I will hear and I will apply. Okay? It's not just hearing it. It's applying it. Because you say, okay, well, okay, God, if he told me build an ark, I'll build it. Okay, like if God's like, build an ark, I'll build it. I don't care what anybody says, right? But is God telling you to build an ark? You know, have you heard the audible voice of God say, build an ark? No, you haven't, right? So how do I know how to do, you know, how to obey God? I want to obey God because I want to be, like you're saying, in the safest place I can possibly be. How can I obey God? Well, it's very easy, right? It says, whoever hears this teaching and applies it. So, for example, what did you hear last Sunday? What did you hear the Sunday before? Why'd you hear, what did you hear yesterday when you were reading your Bible? Did you do it? Did it change you? Did it affect you? 
Did you hear the teaching and apply it? Because when you hear the teaching and you apply the teaching, you're building an unshakable foundation. What was last week's teaching? Well, something about Father's Day, of course. Right? If there's an orphan at your door, are you going to be a father to the fatherless? Right? There's all, God is always speaking. God is always telling you, hey, what are you going to do about that? Whoever hears my teaching and applies it builds an unshakable foundation. It says, when the rains fell and the flood came, with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching, that's everyone in church, right there. That's everyone in church. Everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it, well, that, you know, leaves some people out. Leaves the ones that do apply it out. Are you following this? It says, and they, and they do not apply it to his life, can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the corona, I'm sorry, and the flood came, with wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. See, an unshakable foundation is made to withstand anything. Absolutely anything. But do you see where the difference lies? They both heard it, but only one applied it. When you apply it, you're building your house on an unshakable foundation. When you don't apply it, you're building your house on the sand. Do you see the difference? How do we obey God? By hearing his teachings and applying it to our lives. Will God sometimes tell you specific things to do, right? Yes, of course he does. But he's not telling everyone to build an ark every day. So don't be waiting for that, right? Hear his teaching and apply it to your life. Because every time you do, you're building on the foundation that is unshakable. If you're building every week, and I don't mean just Sundays. I mean like every week. Throughout the week, you're in the Word, right? Like, oh, he said something about talking nice to my wife. You heard it. Now obey it. You're adding to your foundation. Wow. He who sows uh, abundantly will reap abundantly. Okay, I'm going to do something about that. You're building on your foundation, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your understanding, right? What are you going to do? When the scary stuff comes out, you're going to remind yourself, no, I trust in the Lord, okay, with all my heart. I do not lean on MSNBC or CNN or whatever, right? But in all my ways, I acknowledge him. And he makes my path straight. Therefore, your foundation remains strong. Are you with me? Okay. And it says, um, we read all the way to 27. Okay. So, when I do what God is teaching me, it takes me and it puts me in a safe place. Who wants to be in a safe place? Everybody's about safety right now. It's all right. We all want to be safe. Now, 
and before. I always like to be in a safe place, right? Sometimes a safe place is a little dangerous. Like, what? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, sometimes a safe place is a little dangerous. I mean, that ark, I'm telling you, it had to have been rocking, right? It was rocking. It was moving, right? It's a dangerous place to be in, but they were in a safe place. In the middle of the storm, they were in a safe place. The disciples were out in the boat, right? They're sailing, and then the storm comes, and they're all panicking, right? And then Jesus is sleeping inside the boat. He's calm. They were safe. It was dangerous around them, but they were safe because the Savior was in their boat. That's the picture of he is in us, like we are in him. There was another time Jesus came walking on the water, right? And Peter's like, I want to do that too. He's like, all right, come on, let's do that. Comes out, walks on water, right? He trusted Jesus, so he obeyed Jesus. He goes out, and he's doing awesome, right? And then all of a sudden, he starts looking around. He took his eyes off of Jesus, and he starts looking around, you know, the storm, the waves, everything, and he starts panicking. And what happens? At the very same time, he starts sinking. And there's very, very, very loud voices yelling at you all day long through your phone, through people, through everything, right? That want to take your eyes off of Jesus. Take your trust off of him and start listening to the louder voices around you. When that happens, you start sinking, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know if we're going to make it, right? I'm like, hold on. Just put your eyes on Jesus again. Put your eyes on Jesus again. That's what went wrong in the first place. Okay, let's, let's land this ark. <laughs> that was a bad dad joke. <laughs> so I want to ask you a question. What if you tuned into God's voice and God's voice became the loudest voice in your life? I mean, let's be honest. It's easy to let other voices be louder in our life, isn't it? It's easy. Right? A lot of arguments, a lot of things, a lot of numbers, a lot of stuff thrown at you, right? It's easy to let other voices be louder. I'm not saying to be in denial, and I'm not saying complete turn them off, but I'm saying which is the loudest voice and the most influential voice in your life? Is it still God? Is it still the Word? Or has something else gotten in between and taken the place and the authority over your life? So what if we all tuned in to God's voice and his voice became the loudest in our life and we did like Noah, everything that God asked us to do, just like God asked us to do, right? What if every time we heard a teaching, we actually applied it, right? We say here, if you don't use it, you lose it. How much have you lost? Because you didn't use it. If you don't allow the word of God to pierce through your thinking and your speech, it will never affect your behavior either. But how do we tune into God's voice, right? How do, we need to make him the loudest voice in our life. So I want to ask you a question. Would you, be, be, would you be in a better place or in a worse place if you obeyed God? 
always better, right? I've never met someone who obeyed God and was in a worse place. Never. When God said, go, you go. When God says, wait, you wait. Would you be in a better place if you obeyed God? I'll tell you what, I'd be in a better place if I obeyed God every time. I learned and I do it a lot more than I did before. But you know, sometimes I obey different things, and I won't tell you about those till next week so that you come back. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the reasons why we struggle to obey God sometimes. I'm going to remove some of those obstacles. Because I believe everybody wants to obey God. But there's some obstacles. One we talked about today was trust, right? We need to learn to trust in Him. And no, He created everything. He has your best interest at hand. There's nobody with, with more interest in your success than God. But it does take some blind trust. Like Noah. Amen? If you learned anything, give the Lord a hand today. Amen? Hi, this is Pastor Ben Diaz. I want to thank you for watching our YouTube video. And I want to encourage you to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can receive notifications of the weekly videos that are uploaded. Also, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave them in the videos. And if you would like to follow us on any other social media platform or go to our website, please see the description below where you can also find our mobile app. Thanks so much and God bless you.